Hey everybody, welcome back. This week's guest is Julie J. You're gonna absolutely love her. It's a longer episode, so I'm just gonna get straight into it. Uh, see you guys at the end. It's so good to see you. Um, so good to see you. You look great. Well, I don't know about that now. Well, I am now nearly seven months pregnant. You're so seven don't... months. I know, isn't it crazy? And I got a bit freaked out there because I heard of all these people um, in the last few days who had their babies super early and I was like, oh my God, I'm so not ready yet. I've a load of things to do. Yeah, Jesus, but I the, don't know. The thing they don't tell you though, which is so strange, I have no idea why they do this. Even way everyone says like nine months, you're nine months pregnant, but it's actually 40 weeks, which is 10 months. So I have been sold a lie. Oh my god, that's so funny. I had no idea. It's 40 weeks on the button. So like it's actually 10. So Why it's would the kind I think it just comes down to, you know, like when you're in the car with kids and they're like, Are we there yet? And you're like, We're just 10 minutes away, but you're actually like you're maybe three hours, but you're not gonna tell them that. It's that kind of thing of, oh, we'll just tell them it's it's nine and then we might get a bit more up uh, like uptake <laughs> on it. But yeah, so it is actually 10, which is, un- I mean, that's so, like, I just think that's such an insanely long time to bake a baby. I think that's too long. I think you're amazing. I don't want anything growing inside me. <laughs> well, that's now, but you might change your mind on that. Maybe, yeah. You're, yeah. So you're young, like give your whole life out. You've loads to do before you do the baby baking. Exactly. It depends on who I meet and if they want it. Um, and if they're like, we'll do 50% of the work and I get them to sign yeah. a contract. Well, that's really important. Even though, do you know what? It's funny that I, I I got I got pregnant when I did because I think I had gone through I think because I'm like nearly 37 now but I think you kind of go through a period if you're single in your early 30s where you kind of I guess it's almost a bit of a panic because you know so many people are happy that you know are having kids and getting married that you think oh my god I need to get on this train so you have a couple of years where you're complete panic stations and you're just swiping yes to everyone on Tinder because you're like, he could have a potentially have a child with me picked up. But then you kind of reach a point where you realize there's so many people who have such full lives minus kids. Yes. So I was kind of at the stage where, like, I always wanted to have kids, but I think I was putting less pressure on myself because I have so many amazing friends who have such amazing lives and they don't actually have kids themselves. So it's funny then when I kind of relaxed a bit about it and then we got pregnant. You know, when you when you chill the beans, it's like yes. your body's like, okay, now is the time. Here yeah. it comes. Well, I hope I hope I'm 37 too. <laughs> yeah, but you see, Seven I more years. It's, it's a good age because, you, you know, you've done it, like, you know what I mean? You can do an awful lot in those few years. So personally, I like most of my friends, their kids are probably about five or they're, they're maybe their firstborn, I'd say are like they're all around five or six. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like the last of my circle to have kids. But I quite like that because I kind of did other bits and bobs. No, exactly. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're dead right. I love that. That's, yeah yeah it's great um so uh for you this podcast is about people meeting people in real life so it's perfect yes. you're pregnant by a man you met in real life 
Oh, well, I certainly did meet him in real life. But you know, it's funny because he did pop up on my social media, but I didn't swipe for him. But then I met him in real life and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I kind of like this guy. Wait, he just popped to... up on your Tinder? Well, it's just so I had like he had obviously I was on Tinder like everyone else and Bumble. So Tinder and Bumble would have been the two I was always on. And then like, I think it's that thing of when someone pops up and you kind of recognize them, you know, it's where you freak out and you just drop the phone and you're like, Ugh! Um, because it's grand swiping for a stranger, but it's just that automatic reflex that you're like, no, I know you absolutely not. Because when I first started on social media, I didn't get that. So I would see people on a, on on these dating websites from like my home town and it's almost like I thought it was like an ad on Facebook so I would swipe for them because I was like we're all friends here and then realize that's not what it's about so I would have seen him and it was the case of like you'd see him and you'd kind of like drop the phone and just say oh no but I saw he had popped up on like either my Tinder or Bumble but I just, it's, I didn't swipe by the way. I just came out of it because I got a bit of a fright. And then, you know, you go back in and they're gone. Yeah. So he, I think that means he didn't swipe for me. <laughs> no. <that's> just... <laughs> you, do you do have a big he... fight now, 10 years later. <laughs> I know. At the, chi- at the child's christening, I'll be like, why didn't you swipe for me? <laughs> um, but no, I think, so I think that's actually what happened, that he didn't swipe for me. I'm just going to maybe plug in a mic. Would the mic be better, Katie? I have oh, a mic right here. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Asher, look at anything for the okay point so yeah i love the premise of meeting the whole thing like meeting people in real life and all that kind of crack as a podcast it's so clever oh good good yeah no i'm i'm excited and people have had uh fun stories so far the guys that have been on have all had like successful relationship stories and the girls have all had failed ones so it's good that you're in a you know you're pregnant you're pregnant you're happy you're always so positive about your boyfriend successful so far Katie but like we'll see how it goes now after the labor if we're still together but yeah well will I say how I met Fred then yeah for, that'd be for great the, for the listener view so basically I mean poor old Katie has heard this story before but although I don't know have I told you where exactly we met I don't I think so I, I did but so I do comedy that's why I know Katie so Fred obviously does comedy as well my partner so it's kind of funny because I have been completely obsessed with this guy when I met this other guy when I met Fred. So I was just having one of those, you know, those like really tearful days where um, the guy in question, I was a lovely person and all that, but he had no intentions of making me his girlfriend ever. Like we'd never kissed. We'd never like shifted. Nothing physical had happened, but I was like basically his emotional girlfriend. So, you know, one of those situations where they're basically treating you like a girlfriend, but like there's no physical action. So this had gone on for a few months. And then I realized this guy, he just doesn't fancy me. It's just that simple. Like he does not fancy me. So I came to this realization. And then at the same time, I had a bit of like completely ancillary drama with these other male comedians might I say you might think be male comedians and their hysteria doesn't so surprise me into, doesn't got, they're surprise the worst Katie me. honestly it's always the men so I got I got dragged into this whole like he said you said you said he said kind of scenario so it was a complete like shit show of a day so I was like an emotional wreck had spent the whole day crying and my housemates were like 
you're not going off to do a gig tonight, are you? And I was like, I've got to do comedy. <laughs> See, the way your energy is so deflated on those days. And everyone's like, I really wish this person just stayed home. <laughs> but I went off to this little town called Knoll, which is like a half an hour from Dublin. And I rocked up. So it's like kind of the middle of nowhere, this gig. And I walked in and I was just like so drained and I had a face like thunder. And Fred was up on the stage with his guitar. So he started singing me a funny song and I was like, oh, what a cutie pie. Because he had messaged me during the week just to ask if I needed a lift to the gig. And I said this to my best friend, Emma, who's also a comedian. And she was like, he's totally trying to ride you. Like, that's the only, like, everyone knows you drive. Like, everyone knows you've got a car. So, like, just so you know, that's him trying to get stuck into you. I was like, no, I don't think so. And then I walked in and he was singing to me and I was like, oh. And then we were hanging out in the green room and he was like the worst gig ever, Katie. Oh my God, it was so bad. I was, I just felt so bad for those poor people. It was only me, Fred and this other guy who was them seeing it. And I was just, honestly, it was was the worst gig ever. I was horrendous. And Fred came on after the break and he was like, wasn't Julie great? And everyone was like, no. And he's like, give it up for Julie. And I was like, ah, bless him. And we've been having the chats and then basically at the end of the night so we had a big chat and we were sitting in his car and he was like if you're ever passing through Galway let me know so just to explain for anyone familiar with a map of Ireland so like Galway's like west coast I mean nobody's passing through Galway Gaethje it's impossible there would be no that'd be like I'm trying to think for people in New York but I don't know that'd be like if saying, you're passing through Hawaii yes, you know. yes. like no it's not it's not it's a destination yeah. it's not a stopover so he anyway I was like okay and he was like yeah if you're passing through Galway let me know so then hilariously the following week I decided to orchestrate um a fake reason to be in Galway and then I went for lunch with them and I was like oh I'm passing through Galway even though I was not passing through Galway and I went down to Galway and everyone thought I was crazy because they were like you're going down to Galway to meet this guy and I was like he's really cute and then we went for lunch and I was like oh he's such a little doubt and I was just mad about him Oh, I love And that this. was it. I'm delighted Look. you went to Galway. Don't mind your friends. I would have done the well, exact same thing. Yeah. It's and romantic. I think it's kind of, well, it is, I suppose, when it's with the right person. Because yes. I guess the thing with the real book is the real book just doesn't exist. So, like, your friends would tell you it's absolutely madness. It's absolute madness going down to Galway. Like to go for a lunch date with this guy who, like, you know the way when somebody says if you're passing through Galway, like it's not even a real invitation. It's just that I was this mad bitch who was like, yes, I accept. Um, but no, I think I think you just kind of have to go with your gut because I was like, there's something about him now that I think is super cute. And then we went and we had lunch, and I always say, especially now that I'm nearly seven months pregnant. I always remind him of the fact he was so bad for texting. Like, he was just the worst in the beginning. And all my friends were like, if he doesn't text you back by the end of the day, that's him done. And it just goes to show, like, you can't listen to your friends on those things either. You can't. That's so funny because I've been just thinking the same thing where I actually have been thinking lately to not tell my friends about nearly not to ask for advice because a lot of the time the advice is wrong like uh, for an example 
the guy that I'm seeing just a quick thing like what you said there but he had said oh it's very hard to date in the world right now but I called my cousin and she was like sounds like he fucking doesn't want to date you fuck this guy don't even text him back get rid of him and she went on an hour rant and then I was like I'll just ask him so I was like oh do you want to like not do this anymore and he was like no and he called me and he was like no I was just saying it's really hard right no 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 he's like I want to keep doing this and I was like oh I'm glad we cleared that up and I didn't just take my cousin's advice and (laughs) never talk to you again but it's because as well like really and it's something I wish I had taken on board earlier on in my life because honestly Katie I've always lived my life by committee like I've always you know when you're like you're kind of seeing this fella and you go to the close friends for advice yeah. and then they don't give you the advice you want. So you start going through your contact <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the and same. You, go, you go back and you I'm hit not doing it anymore. Someone. Yeah, you can't. Because then you hit upon someone like, I don't know, you lived with in college 15 years ago. And you're like, do you think I should text this guy even though he hasn't texted me? Because I thought we had a really nice time. And she's there with like three kids under three. And, it's and she's like, whatever you want to do. And you take that as the green light. But ultimately, it comes down to, I mean, like, I think you really, I think you really can't take any of your friends advice when it comes to relationships, because it's obviously just you two people. So like, even when your friends say, oh, I thought you were a great couple, like there's so much they don't see in a relationship, like even sexually speaking, like I would have always thought that with like say guys that I would have gone out with and my family were obsessed with them but I you, like you're not going to tell your mother but I just don't want to have sex with them mom <laughs> you know like I mean they don't say that they're like he's a good guy he's, and by good guy they just mean I don't know like he's got a job or yeah. something it's like yeah no you need to hang on to him yeah. so you just can't because everyone's bringing their own shit like I find myself giving advice to friends now and I'm like who do I think I am because I was always a disaster with men yeah. oh no I know I know it's yeah it's true as well I do it all the time I give out these great advices and I haven't had a relationship longer than three months and eight years so who do I think I am <laughs> but, but like I mean it, this is it like we all become experts and I think especially I just don't want to be one of those people that I'm, I think because I was single for so long that I'm really conscious not to kind of get involved in, you know, like the collective WhatsApp group judgment of somebody yeah. else's decisions. And because like none of us have us have it figured out. And I think, you know, I, I, I would always be conscious because having had relationships that I really thought like this is it and you visualize like the wedding and the kids and the house. Like obviously myself and Fred are so happy, but I, I just don't take that for granted in that like that can end tomorrow. You just don't know what, ahead of you either no that's so true that's such a good point as well yeah even I like even just doling out advice being like oh you're better than that but none of us know what's inside the other person's head like you saying that Fred was just so did he ever get better at texting well he well what happened was so I texted him and I was like because you know it's not like I was the one who had driven to go away now obviously he didn't know that so like I mean it wasn't on him but he didn't get in touch and then I texted him first and you know like the usual like maybe the next day he replied like this kind of shit and you're like fuck you um and then what happened was I said to myself okay that's it I responded like the usual thing where as a girl you compose the perfect text like it's just funny enough there's a question like it's all you know keeping the conversation going and he didn't get back and I was like right well that's it and then 
I was funny because in the interim, I made the mistake of saying to a friend of mine, his wife, I had said about Fred and I was like, yeah, he didn't text me back. I thought we had a really nice date, but look, it is what it is. And it was funny. It's such an example of do not give your real opinion either when you reach, especially when you reach a certain age, I think, because she was like, look, he's not the one for you. Like Fred and you, like it would never work. I didn't want to say, but you know, he's a nice guy, but like, absolutely not. And sure now, like, obviously <laughs> we're together for life. So I think like, she's probably a bit more so at having had that conversation with me. She was just like, no, like he's complete man whore. Like you don't want that. And then a couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks later, I got a text from, cause I had said this little town in Kerry, Castle Island was a shithole. Shout out to Castle Island, by the way, I take it all back. But he then messaged saying, oh, you're right, Castle Island is a shithole. And then the rest was history because we just started chatting again. But he was so bad. And if you had listened to, you know, either the real book, your mates, you know, I think everyone does that whole thing of like, oh, he's just not that into you. If If a guy likes you, you know about it. But if I'd listened to any of that... Like it, it just wouldn't have worked out because you don't know what's going on with anyone either when they're yeah. not texting you or of course there's a chance they're not into you, but you don't necessarily have to personalize it either. Also as well, things can go slow and like, yeah, I think sometimes which is fine. we're expecting it to be like, boom, straight away. And yeah, a lot of expect, yeah, a lot of expectations or a lot of reasons. How do I explain this? But I find sometimes you're given like excuses to get out of it before you get in because you just don't want to get hurt. So you're like, oh, they didn't do this grand. I don't have to date them now. Yes. And it's kind of, it's easier maybe to do it that way that you're like, well, I have this thing that he, he doesn't text me after three days. That's it. And it's kind of, sometimes you wonder like, who are you doing that for? Like, is it a pride thing? Because it's probably more of an ego than actually giving the person a chance. And I totally agree. Like, I think with Fred, like he's somebody who like he he's so chilled like he's bordering on glacial like in terms of like getting stuff done but I love that about him but I think he just he just didn't feel this sense of urgency so like as a woman in my mid-30s I probably was feeling that urgency because you don't want to be wasting too much time on someone either but I guess I suppose unfortunately as well there is a biological factor to it but guys don't necessarily have that sense of urgency yeah so them not feeling need to text you straight away it's just because they're like my sperm is forever (laughs) my sperm yeah they're just like that's gonna be the title of this episode my sperm is forever forever. (laughs) Um, did you see i don't know do you know bernie ecclestone the guy the really old guy the formula one guy i'm gonna get a pic and show him to you he's 90 and he he's, just have he's a baby? having a baby. Yeah, Gosh, having illegal. a baby. That should be illegal. Uh, but fair, like, what? Fair play I mean, to still getting it up and all that. I know. I mean, and she, like, she's a be obviously says you. It's hardly surprising, but she's a beautiful looking woman. And here they are. I'll show you the pic. Now, I will say he's a sprightly ninety. Oh Jesus! But I'd say you know him, do you? I recognize him, yeah. She, she's that, gorgeous. Looks is it, and she looks fab, gorgeous. So he's 90 and they're having the puppy. But you see, this is it. So, like, if you're freaking out because the guy isn't texting you back, like, remember, Bernie Ecclestone, like, he's had until he's 90 and he's still, like, I, you know, 
I'll, I'll text her back maybe i don't want to commit too much who knows what the future holds like that's how they roll that's so sad <laughs> i know but there's nothing wrong i think if i had to go back to my younger self and the dating I'd love if I had just chilled the beans a bit. Mm. I think I was just feeling constantly under pressure, whether it was friends or family, to kind of find someone and settle down. And then you project that, like you bring yeah. it into the situation, and it's such a turnoff. Yeah. I mean, if I had only chilled beans, I probably could have been up the dove years ago. Up the dove? No, I haven't heard that one in a long time, or uh, in a long time. But up yeah, the bally dove. But that's that's the thing as well because I've even noticed like one thing that the pandemic has done is definitely I've even I feel more chilled like talking to the guy I'm talking to now compared to like last year or even just taking yeah I don't know I definitely think there's something just being like okay just relax like you don't need to see them all the time and when you do because the pandemic you couldn't you know you just have I to I think it's I think it's made everyone slow down which is not yeah. a bad thing in, a, in every sense like whether it's productivity or you know relationships or anything else like I think every, and actually I was reading a really interesting article this morning and they were saying that in Ireland anyway they've had way less premature deliveries premature births and they think it's because like the women are like just relaxing that they're yeah. just not necessarily relaxing but they're at home it's a little bit less stressful and there's been a huge decline because everyone's slowing down a bit no I think that's really important I think as well like obviously like what you said about sometimes we can feel like a lot of pressure especially as as a woman like people would say to me a lot like oh you'd be a great mother because I'm like nice and friendly and then you're like (gasps) but also when I I if I do have a kid that's grand but I've also decided that if I don't that's grand as well and I think that even this year has made me like relax a little it's like okay yeah you know whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and then like we interviewed a woman on the shift like the first couple of episodes and she didn't meet her partner until she was like mid 40s and they're like so happy and she was single the whole time she just couldn't and it's like I'd rather wait until I'm gonna be with someone that I'm gonna be happy with than actually you know I think before like I'm thinking about the guys I like when I dated that guy last year who I did meet in real life but I was more the idea of him because he had a good job and he was handsome but I never really liked him and he was a complete psychopath so that's a huge he was a yeah. psychopath Katie. Like, you, FYI, you know what I mean? and by the way the psychopaths are always the ones that are good looking and have a job I like know. I think it's the more <laughs> average looking unemployed people you need to be going for because they're generally okay well not unemployed maybe he still has like a good job but like not unemployed but a dj like let's just say <laughs> that like, he's a, our on unemployment he's a, he's a dj um no but i I like sure this is it like i used to always go i mean i just used to always go for so i was quite superficial and i need to look back at my previous disastrous relationships and I would go, I would go so far as to say every single one of them was just disastrous in like a monumental way. Um, but like in every case, it was just the fact that they were charming and good looking. Oh, charming. And that's Bethany. what I was all about. Honestly, I mean, I was, I was just like so shallow when it came to that kind of shit. I know, I know. And look, we all are. It's hard not to be like oh but I'm a child and I've date I've also I did one time I tried to get out of that so I dated a guy who wasn't attractive at all um and uh, I then thought oh because shout out to Michael I'm joking <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but did he was... you ever say I hope you didn't date a guy called Michael did you no no there's no okay, Michael so poor Michael um no and in fairness to him like he's a nice guy but he like he was so insecure and he'd be like why are you dating me and he kept doing that and then he would like try to like insult me a little bit I think to like like one time I got paid for a gig and he was like who did you blow to get paid but he said it in front of my friends so it was like really and then he'd keep going tell me what type of person you want me to be you're too good for me and I was like oh and then he was like not like pleasuring me in the bedroom (laughs) so I was like wait what's going on but in just because he wasn't like my usual type and he had chased me so much I thought oh maybe and he seemed like such a nice guy I was like oh maybe this guy and then I was like okay I can't force being it and he still turned out to be a bit a bit iffy but that was just because he had his own insecurities he is actually a nice person like and it is it is funny isn't it because I was always so massively insecure like in all my and virtually all my relationships I was a complete wreck and then when you're with someone who is insecure so then I was with somebody who was I wouldn't say as necessarily a bunch of a neurotial wreck as I was but I found it so off-putting and mm-hmm. I suddenly realized I was like oh my god I have been like this in so many situations yes and actually it's such a turn-off it is the it's other like... person no it's so true because you don't you really realize that then when you're dating it but like having you know like if I if I if I compliment you I genuinely mean it but constantly asking for it so or like yeah. fishing for it so there's things and I would have done that in the past like I would have been like I'm trying to think like something of a good example like maybe oh if I said something and they didn't give me the answer I wanted to hear I might be quite annoyed but that was just because I was trying to get someone to make me feel good whereas now that I'm nearly 30 I'm like I'm I'm fine I'm doing great I don't need reassurance I'm yeah. a better person to date now than I would have been at, in my 20s I was probably a bit of a bit of a pain in the ass you weren't Katie I well I mean we all think, are in our 20s we all were to be honest with you're but just you figuring it out in your 20s you're figuring it out and I mean I like I still have so much shit to figure out but I mean I think that I all I almost feel a responsibility now that I'm with Fred to kind of work on myself a bit yeah. and I'm probably slower to kind of react I would have always been like really histrionic and like would have like gotten really like emotional relationships mm-hmm. And I think you kind of owe it to the other person to work on yourself if there is this recurring issue in every relationship. So this is probably the first time I am actively working on it. And then you see it's just better for the two of you then. You just get on better. No, exactly. I love that. It was the last guest. I'm going to put this two, two episodes out this week because I just had too many guests. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Um, but she was saying about, oh, uh, you know, like as well like with partners when you meet someone and you have that passion she said something like this and then actually what sometimes it's better when you meet someone and you develop it slowly but that's something I'm learning because every guy I've met in real life that I've been like this is the one it is blowing up in my face three months later yeah (laughs) well because there's that instant like there is an instant physical connection sometimes so like there you will I think you do maybe have two or three people in your life that you know when you meet someone and like it sounds ridiculous but you actually feel it in your pelvis like you're responding to this person I always think I'm like oh my god this is probably like what an erection feels like when you meet someone and you're just like I feel like it's like the blood is all down here all of a sudden you're yearning you but you you actually like your groin is like yearning it's burning it's like I need them (laughs) 
Well, if it's burning, you need to get that checked <laughs> out. But if it's if it's yearning, <laughs> yearning, if it's I mean, yearning. <laughs> Yearning, hashtag yearning not burning I think we yes. excited this episode um, okay like, that's what it'll be called yearning not burning but it's so it's like I think re- personally in my experience I've had that a couple of times in my life and it's always been like a disastrous relationship it's just like something that is built on the purity sexual and it's almost like kind of animalistic it's devoid of any kind of emotional connection whatsoever but they've always just been completely disastrous. And I think genuinely, and it sounds so like such an obvious thing, but if you meet someone and you just kind of really grow to fancy them and find them attractive, like there is just something so special that you can potentially have this physical, amazing physical connection with somebody that you love and care about so much. And it does make it so much better. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I love that so much. I only and the only experience I have of that is like because I started talking to someone, I like at the start of the pandemic until now. Obviously, is this the same guy? The architect, yeah, yeah. He's the horse that won the race, but um, but because we haven't. I know it's great but because we haven't been able to obviously have sex and just get to know each other for I think it's over three months I feel like it's three and a half but maybe I can't count maybe it's three but it's so nice just getting and we've had like we've had dates now that it's like loosened up I was gonna ask so have you had like but are you doing the like social distancing on the dates or no no I'm gonna admit it now before when 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 people were asking I was like yeah <laughs> I know, but I think even when the hey were like, okay, at least one meter, we're all like, in other words, let's just talk. Like, yeah. come on, that's what you mean yeah. here. Hey? Well, so it's really loosened up now because of the protests and everything. But like, in fairness to, of course, yeah, yeah, and in fairness to him now, he our first social distance date was kind kind of social distancing because he was like making sure his mask was on the whole time and he's very like I know I was like come on show us some lip uh no <laughs> I know so you're not seeing three quarters of the face then pandemic or no I'm like take off the mask because I want to see what I'm dealing with well this is the thing I said to him so at this stage it was like two and a half months I was like look I'm we're only seeing each other outside like this is a, we're not we knew that we weren't seeing other people you know because firstly he's a complete neurotic about this covid and okay. he was very like so I was like, you don't need to worry about me. I'm not like, I was like, there's only Brendan who I go on walks with and my roommate. And so he was like, okay, grand. And then so we went on another date and he took off his mask and we were like holding hands and stuff. And then the third date we were like, now we had smooched in between, but he had gotten like huge like guilt and like, like, oh, like just, he was very stressed about it. Um, well you know what that's understandable though as well because I think having not been in physical contact with people for so long a lot of people are feeling a bit anxious yeah so it's it was probably like an understandable anxiety yeah and it was kind of my fault I kind of assaulted him um but I didn't... and you were coughing all over him yeah I didn't because what happened was I guess like we had so it was one of the dates and we were trying to still do like social distancing but at this stage it's kind of like we're only seeing we're not seeing anybody else it's fine and the restrictions had loosened up but he was still and Cuomo was like 
10 people can hang out together so it's fine but he was still like it's on us to respect and make sure that we're not spreading any disease and then I guess he kissed me on the cheek and sure I'd had a half a bottle of Jameson so I turned and kissed him on the mouth now I don't remember doing this <laughs> so he was like yeah. I love this this podcast is now sponsored by Jameson just so you know Jameson will make uh, the lady um kind of assault you a little bit kiss on the mouth yeah so and then I didn't know this either this is so embarrassing but I'll share it with you in the podcast listeners but so I guess I was really drunk and then I put his hand on my vagina at oh my god <laughs> so funny the, so yearn- the yearning was off the charts well, so you know, we've been talking for like months over and- the over the pants like over, over your oh well I had a skirt oh, yeah. on so it was on my underwear but I didn't know about this and then we were like sexting and he goes something like he said something like well sure I know how your vagina feels or something like that and I was like how do you know that because like we drank a half bottle of vodka or a bottle of Jameson I was like blackout and I don't drink that much and he was like oh you put my hand there and I was like uh oh I don't remember doing that so then our last social distance date which wasn't social distance at all either but you know this the last two weren't but whatever the first one was uh, yeah. we were good the first no, one. Kind of, yeah but so I was like so what happened just tell me more about that now in real life and he goes yeah you 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 put my hand there but like I didn't do anything and I was like what you didn't do anything did you not like stick a finger and that's so weird and he was like yes Katie, oh, I, he goes, Katie I didn't assault you you were drunk and I was like oh okay you're a good man sorry actually yeah you're right so funny <laughs> yeah I know but that's that's because having done like you're shifting a lot of shifting in Ireland of a certain period you're like why didn't you just go first you're like because that's a crime I know, you know? I don't know why that was my first thought and if my friend told me a story where she was drunk and someone did that I'd be like what a fucking pig so then I was like I wait I need to also be like yes you're right thank you for not fucking taking advantage and of me when I was to yourself and it's yeah. about putting a value on yourself and you're like damn right she yeah, didn't yeah but I, I guess because for me it was like you know I was kissing them and stuff and I, yeah. I obviously like it, but yes I would rather not do that stuff drunk so that was good and do you remember what the kiss was like well like, no then I I didn't remember because I was so drunk because we'd hung out for like five hours but the third day where we were like kissing the whole time we were sober because at that stage and he was like he was like I don't mind that we're kissing because he felt a lot of guilt after the second one but then he was like I don't mind now that we're kissing because I just have to like trust that we're like and then he didn't finish his sentence but I think what he meant was that I'm not like going around and licking other people's faces and stuff like that yeah I think it's pretty grand um I know and I think at this stage like I don't know how like for single people it genuinely has been so hard like there comes a point and you just need some human contact like at this stage I think we're all very conscious of being responsible and all the rest but I think within reason because you need to physically connect with someone at this point well exactly like and and like obviously he was very good to make sure that it was like socially distanced at the start and it was only we only had three real dates you know and it was when the restrictions let up so and but other than that we had spoken for like three months before so it was nice to build up that connection and go slow and not be able to have sex like we haven't had sex and I think that's something that's nice with the pandemic just like everybody needs to go a little slower and especially in relationships I just think there's no harm in just like you said getting getting because I don't think I don't think we would have had the same if we had met in real life but the fact that we had to talk on video for like 
literally three months and so then when we went out we had stuff to talk about we've already built up a rapport yeah he could have come out with a relationship he kind of come out could have came out looking like a bit wonky i'd probably be like ah well i still like him a little of course because at that stage you kind of have built up something and it can go either way when you're chatting to someone i think on, on the dating sites for a period of time because if it goes on for a long time sometimes it's built up too much and then you meet the person and it just doesn't gel with this kind of fantasy you've cultivated in your head but then it can go the other way and like you have genuinely built up a connection and you meet the person and it doesn't even feel like you're meeting them for the first time well that's why the video chats are great that's one thing I was saying with the pandemic because I'm like very anti-online dating but obviously that's why I did this podcast but I will say video chats should be the way forward for uh, online because you really get to see so much more how because then you can read their text messages better because you see how they deliver a sentence (laughs) or their humor and their intonation and all that like because they could be Chandler Bing in terms of how like they intonate themselves oh and you know exactly yeah and you could read it all wrong but you know I'll tell you this quickly and then I'll ask you more questions but also as well on the date because we've been drinking so much and then it was late there was was I telling you this there was no toilets there's no toilets open so he had to stand guard while I weed in a bush I I don't think I've said this on the podcast before so anyone listening if I am repeating myself I'm sorry because I can't remember between the two fucking podcasts where I say what but he was then waiting for a while because I'd done Pilates that day and I don't do Pilates and I'm nearly 30 starting to exercise for the first time in my life I'm just like so unfit and you've such an amazing bod I can't believe you don't exercise yeah but I walk a lot when I was working in the bars and stuff and like there's it's like good genes in my family as well my dad's pretty fit and my brothers and sisters so but my legs locked when I went to wee and I couldn't get back up and I was like oh "Oh, either I end up sitting in my wee or (laughs) and I was sitting there like squatting going I can't and I could feel it burning and I couldn't get back up so I grabbed onto a tree but it had like thorns in it so then I pulled myself up but in doing that I made my hand bleed because it was all these thorns and then I like he gave me a baby wipe as well so I tried to throw the baby wipe away but it got caught in a fucking tree and it's just like waving at me so like I come out and he's just like was everything okay and I'm like have blood on my hand I'm like yeah I'm fine and then if he looked behind him he would just see this like white thing flapping oh, on a tree <laughs> and no, it's wonder, a, it's no like, wonder he didn't stick a finger in <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> I love the way it's like stigmata with you with the bleeding hands do you know what though I always feel so catholic because I remember right when I was in LA my friend was like I said I've struggled with one night stands and I like whatever I can't do them and he was like have a one night stand here we'll pick a nice lad for you and you'll never see them again so you won't feel guilty but and I instantly got my period I wasn't even due it and I got it and so this Friday night is so funny I know this Friday night is the first night me and the architect are going to watch movies in my apartment so we've moved to like apartment he's like okay we can go so obviously we were gonna have sex but you never guess what not you my period got it last night I'm not even due it I'm not due it for another week what's going on Jesus is like trying to like he's like he's like oh this girl's not a proper practicing Catholic let's get her I think I wonder is it just like it's almost like yeah you've come this far let's give it another week maybe that's what's happening 
Yeah, maybe. Or just, I don't, I really don't mind doing it. It's so weird that she got it early. I know. I think my body is like, just maybe my body did it on purpose. Maybe it's like, you want to wait another week. But I also said to him, I was like, I just gave him a heads up because we had started kind of getting like sexy and messages and stuff. And I was like, look, just a heads up. I got my period early, but like, I'm down. (laughs) I know. Do you know what? Isn't it so? It's terrible, but I used to be so embarrassed telling guys that. And like, it's ridiculous because it's such a natural thing. I look back now and I'm like, why was I always so embarrassed of getting my period? Yeah, no, it's grand. And I'm like, I like, if if he's comfortable in in it, and if not, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it does, I don't mind having period sex. I just won't be bouncing up and down like a crazy lady, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Do you know what? I have to say, the period sex has never done it for me, though. I've always been a bit like, oh, it's just a bit messy for me. And that's okay, too. Because I feel like so there's so much sometimes. you can't. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, like, there's so much involved that I'm conscious of in terms of fluids then and everything happening I'm like there's too much going on we'll, we just leave it a couple of days I know Unless exactly it... we can wait till next week we really can but you know we've also well, like... like waited three and a half months or something I don't know like three know. months is just like I know can you imagine the first times now you get the first time you do what adults do after all this Katie it's gonna be fireworks yeah and if not it'll be it'll be grand you know because we, we've yeah, already talked long enough to be able to be like let's work through this <laughs> and you see that's the thing is like I, I think because you ha- do have that rapport that you're not gonna like exactly that that if it's a bit awkward the first time I mean I think usually the first time you have sex with a partner it's rarely like mind-blowing like it's yeah. usually like that there are bits and bobs that you have to work on yeah. and that's okay I oh. very rarely I think any long-term relationship I had the first time we had sex like it was totally grand but then we kind of I agree with you it, and it w- became much better I except think, I... Fred of course oh yeah okay <laughs> obviously probably my mind um and it's still blowing your mind wait though well just to say that uh, the only people I've had mind-blowing sex with it's usually ended up just casual and not working out as well yeah isn't it funny I've always found that that like the really insanely unbelievably good sex it's never culminated in a meaningful relationship I, I don't know what that is like I, I'm talking about like the sex at the very yeah. beginning isn't yeah. it strange no it is strange because the best the best I've had has always n- n- just not com- turned into a committed relationship and it's been like <sighs> well do you know what and this is so like it's like past the bucket but oh it's Fred Fred has brought my charger oh Hi. hello there hi we're just at we're just having the chats Aww. Thanks so much. Ah, uh, thanks. So. This is the baby daddy. Did you wave? Yeah. Okay. We're at, we're eighty percent sure Fred is the father, but yes. obviously there there are no guarantees in life. You know yourself, Katie. Those crazy lockdown days. Uh, my, my actually, this is perfect timing because my front my computer was just switched on. Thanks so much. Aww. See you later, babes. Later um isn't he the best he's lovely and so we come back to this so oh yeah two so weeks later I, was... I got so sidetracked two weeks later you uh 
he texts you and then when did you start being boyfriend he and said, girlfriend cast a line into a shithole but before i get to that what i was saying um, before frank came in oh, yes. purely awkward at that moment because what i was gonna say was pat i oh. know this is past the bucket i know this oh, is past the bucket but honestly and i said this before because des was on um uh, up to 90 and we were talking about sex with partners i was like fred is the best sex i've ever had he really is because it's a real physical emotional connection and it's like when you get to that point you're like oh i wish i could have told myself 10 years ago that you were going to meet this person and fall in love with them and like still have amazing sex that the two aren't mutually exclusive that's great i love but he is he really is i know i I love love that too when you talk about him because even when we were doing gigs in ireland i was like oh i want that i want to be able to just be like like you're literally like and I'm not just saying this, but you do light up. With him. You light I, up I, though. I it's yeah. lovely. I want to be like I, I want to be in a secure, happy where I'm just like. Ah. Well, you will be. Oh yeah, Honestly, I've no, I, I've no I fear of that. It's gonna happen with me. I never did, but I do. I'm mad about him, so it yeah. is. It is lovely. But no, so we went. So we went to. He sent me the text saying, "Castle, you're right. Castle, I was a shithole," and I was like, "Yes, it is a shithole." And then he asked me for dinner. So we went for dinner and then hilariously the next day in work, this girl was like, just randomly we were chatting this colleague and she was like, oh, look, my friend spotted Fred Cook in a restaurant last night. And she put it up on Instagram and I was like, that is so funny because I was with him. So we were all laughing. And to be honest, I think we were both at the stage where I don't, I mean, Fred would say he was looking for a relationship, but it just kind of happened so quickly. So we were kind of together from when we were together, really. Like there was no like, what is this? I mean, I'll be honest, we still haven't had a conversation. Are we exclusive? Like, I don't know, like maybe we're not. But we just, we, we really just kind of gravitated towards one another. And then within the first, I'd say three weeks, um, he came over, like he'd stayed in my house and stuff in Dublin. And then we did what adults do. And that, like, I hadn't had sex for like a year and a half at that stage. So it was so funny because it was in the day and my housemates were outside the door because they were just doing their thing. And they were so delighted for me because they were like, she has not had sex in so long. So they could tell what was going on. And then I went off camping that night in Wicklow and I rocked down to all my friends and I was like, yeah, had sex, delighted, really nice guy. And they were like, you're, there's something different about this guy. You're mad about him. Like, this is love. And I was like, no, it's too early. But I did kind of know it was something special. So I'd say within the first month of him messaging me again and saying, do you want to go for dinner and blah, blah, blah. Like, we were completely together. We'd gone on lovely dates and we were mad about each other. So there was just no... There was, I guess there was no guessing to it and there was no insecurity. And I guess when it's the right person, that's the way it is. Yeah, that's lovely. I love that. Yeah, it was lovely. And we were just, we were kind of just together from the start. But I guess because, like, as well, because we both do comedy, that it kind of had to be either one way or the other. So we were either together or we weren't. So as you know, with comedy especially for women it is a bit of a double standard like you can't you know like it's you're definitely judged if you are with a lot of comedians so I think that I yeah it but and of course it's like obviously never is attached to the guys that kind of stigma 
But I had shifted this other comedian before, like one other comedian a few times. But I was kind of maybe a bit wary. Like I only wanted to get with a comedian if it was going to work out. Yeah. And sure, then like Fred was going to London. So he had gone to London for the summer and we kind of kept it going over the summer and then he came back to me so I was delighted Aww. and then the, the rest is it's history. so funny that you never had the exclusive talk because I kind of feel no never which is great but I feel and I that's the way it should be it should be like though I would like it to be like you need to have the talk if you're not going to be exclusive or if you're going to be open but it seems to be over here in New York if you don't have the exclusive talk and you could be dating months and they're like, and then you find out they're seeing other people, they're they're like, but you didn't have the exclusive talk. And you're like, but sure, yeah. for fuck's sake. And I think, I think that everyone's default position is, well, certainly for me, like if I'm having sex with somebody and physically connected to them, I don't want them with a load of other people. Mm. I think the default has to be, okay presuming that this is exclusive and working back because this thing of like I've been in those situations where like you get told oh well I never said this is exclusive I never said I was looking for a relationship and it's a complete cop-out like it it really is because somebody is giving you the girlfriend experience like you're going for dinner you're watching films in the house you're going for walks, you're, you know, having sex. And then they say, oh, by the way, I don't want you to be my girlfriend. Like, I had that so many times. I such bullshit. Like, I wish we could just call people on that. And it works both ways. Like, I'm sure girls do it to guys. But it's it's wrong. And it's completely disingenuous to say, oh, well, yes. this is on you. Like, you misunderstood because you, when I was in you, you never yeah. asked, oh, by the way, are you in other people? I know, like, it's what's such- going on here? it's such it's bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, no, it completely. Is. and then when guys are like oh well I said I have commitment issues or I have commitment issues that really annoys me because commitment issues is like you're genuine an actual commitment issue is you're genuinely afraid to be vulnerable with someone and you're nervous about getting in relationships but like saying I have commitment issues just so you can bang loads of people no just say yeah. be honest or be with someone and break up with them like if you meet yeah. someone better it's and it's ridiculous. the kind of thing like I having been in those situ- non-exclusive situations before like even the, I think like even the last time but it happened so many times that like invariably like he meets somebody who then he decides oh I don't want her to be with other people because mm-hmm. I'm putting a value on her and then he'll tell you look I've met someone so I think we should you know leave it off and it's just the whole situation is so hurtful like yeah. it really really is and I think there's nothing wrong with somebody you know laying their cards on the table and saying look I just you know I'm not looking for a relationship and you know I just want this to be x y and z but you have to be really careful about the boundaries then so if you are giving them the girlfriend experience yeah. or the boyfriend experience it doesn't necessarily marry it you know this thing of you're saying one thing but then your behaviors are maybe giving somebody a bit of hope and it's only natural to hope like you're not a psycho for hoping they change their mind and decide they can only be with you yeah it's really and it's horrible because it's also like I guess I read an article about like what a fuck boy was and she put it in um, such great words she was saying that you know if you wanted to sleep with loads of people that's fine but what these fuck boys do is they like basically what you said with that guy I know you weren't sleeping with him but he was like emotionally dating you and so they'll sleep with you emotionally date you but then not call you their girlfriend and be like up like defensive if you're like well wait a second you have you know you're it's um 
like oh but I didn't say I wanted exclusivity and it's like well you shouldn't be fucking I'm not your therapist and I'm not I'm yeah. over and having me cook meals for you or whatever or all any of those things or it's my time my time is valuable unless the person yeah. is okay with that unless the there it's completely equal it's like for fuck's sake jesus christ yeah and i think it's very childish as well like and i don't know why uh, particularly so many men i can't speak you know from their perspective in terms of women but it's really it's 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 quite disappointing how many men cling to that but i wasn't explicit i i wasn't explicit yeah you know i didn't say well they, sorry that they might say Oh, but I was like, I was explicit. I said, I do not want to be in a relationship, but they ignore all that is implicit in the time and the moments and the, you know, the little shared jokes and the contact. It's like the guy I told you about before and I met him in real life and we're both comedians. So I never thought that he would kind of like lie to me or sort of fuck me over a little bit. Now he didn't necessarily lie. He just omitted a huge truth um but he was like because that's so different I yes. know do you know what I mean lying like, by omission and yeah. then like I'm um, not telling me that he had an open girlfriend like especially when I'd asked if, when he did lie because I'd asked if he was dating someone and he said no so that's it but my point is he said at the very start like I have commitment issues and I don't know if I could see myself ever really committing to someone so I knew that but at the same time his actions were like he was texting me every day and like we had a fun time when we go out now it only was a short period of time but you have to realize that if you're texting someone every single day and he was asking me stuff about Ireland and listen to it and we were like getting like little jokes and stuff you do start to think oh well maybe this will become something we get on so well we have great sex um so it's just like yeah of course then they're like wait what you actually have feelings for me it's like what the fuck did you expect and it is it is actual gaslighting isn't it like that's what it is so it's like putting it back on you it is definitely a form of gaslighting and I've had it so many times myself that it's like what did you mean like what you mean that you thought that this could become something when I said it wasn't going to become something even though all my actions contradict that and suggest that I feel completely opposite to what I'm telling you like it's completely it is gaslighting and it's making you feel like a nut job it's like when you meet the guy and they're telling you about their ex is such a psycho and you're like yeah but I mean you like sorry but you probably had a part to play a hundred as well a hundred percent like in even, that situation even though the guy I'm seeing now like uh, I don't know how we talked about exes I think we're just saying like relationships we've been in or whatever and he was like uh yeah I was in a relationship for five years we've been out of it too we just broke up because it wasn't going to the next step but we're still on really good terms she's an absolute lovely girl oh I and think I that's was like, such a good sign isn't that such a good sign and he was like you might have seen her on my Instagram um but it's like we're we're not because I had brought up how a guy was um uh seeing two guys had girlfriends and they didn't tell me and he was like so if you see that girl it's far down but we're broken up two years and I was like yeah I was like oh yeah I didn't see it but I was like yeah I saw it don't worry I saw the year 2017 you're like oh I didn't notice it yeah. oh even that even though you've liked it yeah and, then, and you've shared it yeah and then later I was like oh I see it she's really pretty but I thought that was so good uh of yeah. him to say it's like because even if he well, does because, think she's like don't tell me don't tell the new person yeah but it's it always says more about them and honestly I look back at guys that I would have been seeing and stuff they said about their previous partners and I cringe I absolutely cringe but at the so time true. I probably entertained it and like now obviously knowing that they were saying the same things then about me like that they were 
factoring me into this whole like, oh, put woe is me because every woman I've ever been with is just nuts or she's a bit mad in the head. Like, it just, it, I look back now and I'm quite sad that I didn't actually have the cojones to say, well, the problem is clearly you because yeah. like you are the common denominator here. But I think with the exes, because I know now even Fred would still be when I say in touch like he would still message a couple of his exes like the odd time but I actually personally like that because I think that it it shows that he's still on good terms with them Mm. and I think that's actually a good thing and he's telling you about it and the thing is as well it's hard to erase something that was a few years of your life now here's the other thing though like if uh, I was about to say his name if architect were to ask me about my ex is like you know Boris is a total loony tune but I only dated him for like four months so it's not like yeah. an ex-ex and then my previous ex was was an alcoholic but he would have been a great guy if he wasn't an alcoholic he wasn't an alcoholic he was just Irish Katie I know There's he a was difference. he was Irish and um he was a raging alcoholic and oh. poor lad yeah because he would have been but he was such a horrible person when he was drunk which is such a pity that he needed to be drunk after like 4 p.m every day yeah and I guess I mean I would look back at previous relationships and probably say a few of my exes were well I don't think I would say they're they're nuts or they're psycho or they're mad in the head but they definitely had their own issues but so did I so I think together it was just a really toxic combination so I'm at the stage now where I'm like I actually didn't behave very well. So I'm not doing the whole, like, I was a victim and all yeah. of it. But also, I'm looking at them and I'm like, actually, they were dicks in their own way as well. So yeah. together, it was just, like, clusterfuck. Yeah, like, definitely with, like, my the guy last year that Des called Boris, he... Uh, he was a psychopath for sure like the check at the pulse and all of that stuff well but, I mean that yeah like but, it wasn't even be- it was beyond textbook it yeah was it's just- not it's like way it's there's no way I could even be like oh no it was definitely he's a bad bush where I look at myself and be like okay what was I doing wrong well I was ignoring all of those red flags because that was I stayed with him two months after he checked my pulse now in fairness I got out after three or four months that was just the worst story Katie I know but but it was good in one way to be like okay so there is something wrong with me if I'm like just willing to ignore it but the thing was at the time I really wanted a boyfriend and then he put me off boyfriend so much which was great and then the past year I've really gotten to like kind of work on myself and be like these are things I want and these are because I stayed with him after pulse checking I stayed with him after he lied about STD medication I stayed with him after his like girlfriend's underwear was like in his boxer drawer or like her mail was coming and he always was talking about how crazy all of his ex were were, but his Facebook was like dedicated to his ex-girlfriend like there were so many things that I was just like oh it's fine and so even though he of course had serious issues it's like okay well why was I like oh that's fine like did I want to be with someone that bad that I'm like we didn't even he told me space doesn't exist like we don't even relate on just general science he so, was a flat earther I mean that's the worst that's the worst crime of all Katie I know. forget you know the checking the pulse and, it, the, and the STG medication but are you telling me he was a flat earther I know but you know what was so good about it that it would like it takes someone like that for you to really go okay actually what are my issues why am I why do I have a high tolerance for crazy why do I have this what do I want and then I wrote out a list of what I want in a man so it's all good so I don't I'm not I don't regret dating him but 
I will say that I keep remembering things still to this day that he did. And we were in Jersey and we were looking out at the water and he looked over at New York and he goes, Katie, in a Russian accent. He's not Russian, but he's Eastern European. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at all. The, I can't do it. But he goes, look at all those sheep. And I was like, what? And he goes, all those sheep in New York just going to work nine to five, never questioning the system. And I was like, oh, here, I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep. <laughs> and then he and then he put his tinfoil hat on and he went on your merry way. You know, when he was telling me about space, he started showing me these documentaries. And for the people listening, I just did that in quotations because it was literally YouTube clips. And he was like, see, they're not in space. Look at the wires. Look at the wires. I was like, and when I laughed at him, he got really mad. And he was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, oh, just because it's a bit ridiculous. Like, obviously, we know space exploration is real. And he goes, I don't laugh at your beliefs. And I was like, yeah, because I believe in space, pal. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, and how long were you with him again? Four, four months. months. Yeah, just less than four months. It was four very intense. Too long. I know. But you see, it's good though. Is, I learned a lot. But I was going to say, I bet the sex was great. It was amazing. It? The night see, I de- the night, yeah, yeah the night space. I decided to break up with him was the best sex me and him had ever had. And we'd done it a couple of times. And I remember thinking in my head, this isn't worth all of the shit he's put me through no no and you see it just wears you down and I remember a few years ago I had a really bad breakup and I actually went to a counsellor about it and she was so cool she was Dutch (laughs) so she had this like amazing accent but she kind of cursed in the sessions and stuff and she was like really just really super cool but like I can remember one day her saying to me because I was talking about this guy um, I was kind of seeing and I was like yeah you know he doesn't do this but like I guess he does that and she was like why do you settle for crumbs she was yeah. like you always settle for crumbs and I was like god it's something that really stayed with me like settling for crumbs I was like oh yeah it's it's like in those dynamics like say with Boris it sounds like it's like you know he's just given you enough just to keep you interested but he's not being generous with himself so he's just giving you enough just to kind of keep you there and then you end up just settling for the crumbs and then I I spit up with I spit up with your man and another really good bit of advice she gave me was she told me that I had to go off and I basically had to like get physical with somebody else because she was because I was still really heartbroken over this other guy and she was like your vagina has a memory and you associate pleasure with that other person so you need to go now and realize that you can get pleasure from other places and it's not just about that other guy or as she said your vagina has your memory (laughs) I love that that is great advice and when you went off and had sex with someone else did you start to heal from the last guy well I I actually did because I think you it's it's part of the healing process so like you're kind of grieving something that was and I think sometimes you need time and then other times like it can go on for a bit too long that you're kind of still mourning physically what was with that person even though you can also get that kind of same level of pleasure from somebody else yeah so it wasn't something, you know, it wasn't something I was actively looking for, but she was like, I think it'd be really good for you. And even with Fred, because I hadn't had sex in so long, I think that's why, because it had been like a year and a half at that stage. And I think that's why my friends were like, you should really like, you should just ride this guy and see what happens. Like, just go for it. And it was great because it's that thing of your vagina having a memory and you're always thinking about the last person yeah. in a way. 
And were you dating each other long by the time you you rose, if you don't mind me asking, or was it? No, pretty we quick? weren't. Well, we were. So we met in. We went on. I orchestrated the fake passing through <laughs> Galway at the end of at the end of March, and then he didn't text me for two three weeks. So that's kind of like the third week in April, say. And then he'd come up to my house in Dublin for a couple of things. He was doing gigs. So he kind of came up and he met the girls I lived with and all that. And then May Bank Holiday weekend, we sealed the deal. So it was all like really quick, maybe five weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. But we always say May Bank Holiday weekend is our anniversary because I do think like it's, again, a bit of a cliche, but... Like we'd been seeing each other, but then when we had sex, it was just like really cemented. And I yeah. always say that then after we had sex, because it was the girls had gone off camping and I was following them down. But he, we went downstairs and he was playing a song on the guitar and I looked over at him and I always say that was the moment I fell in love with him. Oh, I love I know. that. That's amazing. I'll, yeah. And I do have to laugh because he did an interview a few weeks ago with some magazine and he was saying in the magazine, about where we met and he's like Judy was in a really bad mood that day and she came in with a really cross face and I played her a funny song I was like oh, please thank you but he did say which I thought was nice because the person was like oh was it love at first sight and he was like I think it was it was just something kind of special mm. but then he was saying even if it wasn't you couldn't say in print <laughs> media no it was it had to grow <laughs> that would be so funny if he just said no well I guess I guess you can true that's what he said and I was like I suppose that's true but I do always say like after we had sex and we went downstairs and he had played the song and I looked over at him and I was like oh I just I yearned for him every part of my being yearned for him yeah that's so nice I am oh fuck I can't remember if I said this to the last guest so again listeners if I repeat this it's just one sentence I'm sorry but um I was just thinking like I was really irritated when I went on my third social distance or whatever third date and before I met up with him I was super irritated I was in a really bad mood I should have known I was fucking get my period early but everything was annoying me like the train people talking to me uh even he called and he couldn't find me and I found that that was kind of annoying me but as soon as he walked up to me I stopped being annoyed and I I didn't his his presence is so calming that I was like oh "Oh." and then I was kind of like oh yeah yeah I could definitely you know spend a lot of time with him because this is like it's so nice to have someone yeah. who just changes your mood for the good and like I would rarely be irritated or in a bad mood but so when it happens no, I'm like so, yeah oh, I'm like kind of so yeah so but it was so nice when as soon as he walked up I was just like oh I felt like more relaxed and I was like oh that's so nice that he has such a positive effect on my mood oh and I think do you know what like calming is just it's so important like Fred is like pure zen in the house like he's so calm whereas I'm like a really histrionic personality but like you need that though because then he just kind of tethers me a little yeah. bit that's not, in a li- not in a literal sense like tethers me <laughs> to the bed but like he does just kind of it's bring nice me too. down and yeah I'm sure no whatever you're into <laughs> yeah uh, although nearly seven months pregnant there's very little tethering going on let me just say that Katie are you able to have sex while you're pregnant yeah we can have sex I think you know what I think like most men 
um, like Royal Fred was kind of scared of hurting the baby. But you know, you have to take them aside and you're like, I think we're overestimating what we're dealing with yes. here. Like, I mean, you're very well endowed. It's all fantastic. But like, it's just a penis. Like this baby is coming out that way. There's a lot of... So then I showed him a diagram of where the baby actually was. So once he was, once he was clear that he wasn't going to be prodding the baby in the face, he kind of got more on board with it. But I I think it's, I think it's really important because especially with baby coming, I know from talking to friends and stuff, like it's funny whether you have kids or not. I think when you're together for a few years, like I know from my own experience, the sex is so quick to go. And it's such an integral part of a relationship. So I'm really trying to keep that up. I mean, obviously some positions are like just not, they're not happening at all. So it's just forget. I mean, the missionary position, like with Fred on top, like no, like no time soon with the big belly on me. But like, you can make it work. And I just think it's important to do that. Yeah. That's great. That's great advice yeah. as well for anybody. And are you, this is kind of like separate, but I know like, I, how do you feel about the birth are you I was really scared about it because I have a really low pain threshold like really really bad so I but then I I've started this hypnobirthing thing and it's great so it's a course you do as a couple which is actually lovely so you do like a five-week course it's two and a half hours each and we do it on a zoom and it's this idea that you change the language around the birth yeah. so instead of pushing they call it breathing down okay and it, like the for example the birth canal so they they don't call it the birth canal I forget what they call it but they were saying to me oh because you think canal you think something really long but actually the birth canal is only three inches so the baby doesn't have that far to go so all these little things make me feel better about it Good. um even though they're very much and they're lovely people but they're very much like I mean you won't need the drugs because mm. you'll be breathing I'm like oh no drugs, like I'll be drugs. I'll be taking the I know you see I think women put enough pressure on themselves yeah. and I'm like, no, I'm going to take the drugs. Absolutely. I'd be like... But I, I, I am a bit nervous about it now. To be, I wouldn't say I have a phobia, but... About the drugs or the, the birth? The birth. Because I think people are so quick to tell you the horror stories. Like People are like, oh, you know, I went in, I was too late for the drugs. So then, you know, they got the forceps, the forceps broke. Like that's how much pressure there Jesus. was. And then your man left, they sold me up and the doctor left to pen up there. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just crazy stuff. No, you'll be fine. I guess the, I, I'm terrified of, I don't like, um, even like when I have a hangnail or whatever, like I have this weird, um, thing in my, it, like, I don't like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, or, or you know like if I'm if, if I'm wearing my jeans and they're in the in a weird position it, it, I feel very uncomfortable so I can't imagine having something in my stomach I know this is gonna sound very bizarre that I have this weird neurotic thing so I'm very afraid of that um and afraid of giving birth but then you know half the population do it and they're very happy afterwards and they're fine yeah and, and but, I, but it is it's strange like you know even feeling a baby kicking you and stuff from within so bizarre for me so I can't weird. imagine and I woke up I woke up the other night in the middle of the night and I actually this is no word for like I sat up in the bed and I was I was actually winded I was completely winded and I was like it feels like I've just been punched in the ribs and sure enough I felt another one and I like crawled to the bathroom and I did a google because I was like something like I was actually out of breath because I was like oh my god my rib 
But it turns out like the baby can kick you there and stuff. And you're like, this is crazy. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, stop it. I can't. And I'm a bit of a control freak sometimes. I can be very calm, but stuff like that, I'd be like, I can't control this and it's in my body. I would. It's it's really strange. Like to think they have everything you and I have, but just in miniature. It's just (laughs) insane. And it's, I just felt like I was being heckled from within. I was like, Jesus. But it's just, it is, it's, it's a surreal experience, but I am loving being pregnant, though. Good. I do love being pregnant. Yeah, my stepmom said it was her favorite time was being pregnant. Oh, it's lovely. Like, I've never, I've actually never felt so special. Like, mm. I can't believe, because I think I thought it'd never happen. Yeah. So now I just love my little bump. And as you can see, I'm wearing a jumpsuit. So I'm rocking, like, early 90s children's TV presenter. Like, Saturday morning. This is my new look. You look great. I don't oh even gosh. care. No, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to meet your baby. Me. I know. It's going to be such a funny baby. Can it's going to be hilarious. It? It's going to be a prodigy. Is that how you say it? Prodigy? I can't say words. A, a pro- yeah, prodigy. I wonder, well, I don't know. Two comedians having a baby. It's the usual thing. of It'll probably end up being an accountant or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like really dry. Because that's what always happens. You know, you rebel against your parents. Oh, yeah, maybe. Or, yeah, maybe. Or, um, in, yeah, you don't know. Because, like, I didn't have a good relationship with my mum. But she was an artist. And I ended up going to art college. So... I still oh, use okay. the talents I was given. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> so, I know. Well, look, I mean, we can definitely set them up for an open mic, the baby. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I think it'd be a massive shame if they weren't into comedy, to be honest. But sure, look, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, there's a comedy couple over here and a few times I've run a show with the mother and she literally, she, the baby's only two, but she's when she went out and did her first show, she couldn't get babysitting. So she would just, uh, a couple of times she brought the baby up with her on stage. And the so two-year-old funny. would just sit there and she'd be like on the mic. And it was grand. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about that. It would be so funny to bring the baby on stage. I was saying to Fred, I really want us to do a tour next year. And I'm going to call it Getting Out for the Night with Aww, Fred and Julie. I love that. Wouldn't that do, be do funny? That? Yeah, that'd I be so that. funny. I think that's if, brilliant. If we can get a babysitter, but sure, look, we'll see what the story is. I mean, I had thought that I was like, if I was stuck, could I bring baby into a green room or something? But I, 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 I will cross that bridge. I know what you should do, right? You should get an opener who will mind the baby while you guys are doing your sets. <gasps> oh my God, yes. Because That's anybody would be happy. Idea. Yeah, they'd be happy to go on tour, which is, and then you could be like, look, obviously we'll pay it open, but also we'll pay it to mind the baby. And they'll be like, oh, this is great, extra money. A, co- a comedy nanny. Yes. I'm sure somebody would be happy to do it. I mean, tell me, really, I'd do it if I were back there. I'd be delighted. They're getting good I audiences. Really hope, well, this is it. And I really, really hope it's going to be a cute baby as well. I know that's terrible, but I'm like, oh, it fingers will. crossed. I was going to have great hair. No. Oh, the curls. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's what scares me about the birth. It's just kind of giving birth to these curls between <laughs> myself and Fred. I'm like, forget about the birth canal. Like, yeah, the baby has to come out, but then the hair has to come out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, like, Jesus, should we be there all day? But yeah, so what's the name? What's the name of the comedy couple, actually, of the baby? I must have oh, um, Christine Meehanberg and Aaronberg. Okay, I'm going to check them out. Yeah, I'm not like uh, close with them at all now. I would know Christine. So she's the, she. I just know her from doing shows with her. But I'm okay. not like buds or anything. I don't know anything 
much about them to be honest I'm only I'm I'm only having this baby just for some new material because all my single girl jokes are dried up I know maybe I maybe I should have a baby honestly I do you know what I've written so much even about being pregnant in terms of jokes and stuff that I'm like oh it's great I mean it's not the only reason to have a child (laughs) but it's definitely this little money maker I'm sending I'm sounding like Joseph Jackson. I'm like this little money maker right here. It's like let the child be born before we commodify it completely. Um, this is great. We should wrap it up, but don't you leave because I want to talk to you for a sec. If that's okay. Oh, of course. Love you so much, I Katie. Love you. Well done on your podcast. Thank you. Will you tell the listeners where to follow you? Oh yeah, so it's Judy J J A Y uh, Judy J Comedy on Instagram. And I'm in all the usual places, Facebook and Twitter, but Instagram is the one that I'm really trying to push at the moment. What's the story with Instagram? Why is it so slow in terms of growth? I feel like it takes so long to get to 10K. That's my only goal at the moment. I'm at 7.5, but my goal has been 10. Yay! Oh my God, that's amazing, Katie. Yeah, but I can't get, I can't seem to get past the seven mark. Like I'm at seven five now or maybe seven something. I don't know, seven something, but I can't get to the 10. I'd love to get to the 10. But even TikTok was great great as well, but it's after slowing down now as well. People are saying they're finding it hard to get past. Yeah, I'm on like 23 on TikTok. But Uh, uh, 23,000. Yeah. I started a TikTok a few days ago and I'm currently on six followers. So if you do want to, and that's not even a joke, but I can't work it. I'm old. So I'm trying to work it. I was trying to do a video with Fred today, but I just, it was exhausting. I will, I will end up doing this TikTok video, but if you do want to find me on TikTok, it's Judy J Comedy. And let's bring, let's go from six followers to 10. Yes. That's my goal there. Well, we did. There's definitely TikTok listeners listening to this. So, but, he, Yay! but here's Brilliant. the thing. If you have stand-up clips, they're the ones that do the best on TikTok. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, so yeah. put those up maybe. That's my only ones that have done well. Those ones have gone like viral, except for my most recent one, but it was a repost. So I guess that's probably why it didn't do as well. Sometimes I re- repost them because I'm running out of fucking stand-up clips. And it's it's good to actually put up your stand-up as well. Is Well, if it's stuff you're not still using, I guess. Oh, even if, if you're nice still, if you're still using, don't worry about it because people... Really, yeah, okay. They might see that and they're not going to go to a show and go oh she did that exact joke they won't even remember and plus they'll be fans of you so they won't care yeah so just, yeah that's true yeah all that's of, good advice Katie yeah people never they don't remember and then they'll still laugh if it's funny you know they're yeah gonna laugh and like it and if they're fans then they're gonna be oh I'm excited to hear that joke about accents okay I was saying I'm that not- I got a bad <laughs> you want to hear this should I say it on the podcast or should I say it to you afterwards I'll say it on the podcast fuck it do someone called me thick on a review of the shift isn't that so mean and they gave it one star and they say katie is thick she can't hold up a conversation now i'm i'm able to hold up a conversation julie am i but oh my god katie but can we just say that all the reviews i've ever seen for the shift have been so glowing and like they rave about you too it's the reviews are really hard because i know um I saw a comment under a YouTube video and somebody had wrote, written that I was excruciatingly shit and they had no idea why I got into stand-up comedy because I was so bad. And you can read all the good comments you want, but you do hone in on the awful one. But like, you know yourself, that is not somebody who's right on the head. Because no, like, if right. you if you were living a happy, healthy life, you would say to yourself, 
that podcast or that YouTube video, it's not for me, but I'm not going to write anything mean. So if somebody's writing something like that, I mean, obviously it's on them. Like they're clearly oh, some kind of headbanger. And it's still shit. Well, this is the thing. Firstly, I'm glad that I'm nearly 30 because I'm like, this me is like, look, that's him. That's some Klatsky is his name or her name. But that's just their fucking, because who goes on? It's a free product, you know, unless you're putting money into the Patreon, you're not paying. So if you don't like it, just don't. You only write reviews if you like it and you want to be nice. Like there's no need to go one star and then call me stupid. Like, do you know, I've never claimed to be smart. Yeah. So, you um, are very smart. But you know what I mean? It's not like it's a fucking history podcast. Like what you want from us, do you know? And yeah. Not, we're just like Well, chatting. this is it. And people are so cheeky when they do post comments like that on free content. Because as you say, if it's not for you, just jog on. But I but find the same it really with hard to personalize it. Well, but the same with your stand-up as well. Like, obviously, you're amazing. And I know that. And you know that. But I mean, again, they weren't paying to see that on YouTube. So why even go? But like you yeah. said, it's just fucking... It's just fucking arseholes. But like, it's funny because I texted the guy I'm seeing and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they called me thick. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, it means like stupid. It was from a person in Ireland. And he goes, well, thick means sexy in America. So really they meant oh. you were sexy. And I was like, oh, that's so I cute. really like the architects. <laughs> what a dose. What an absolute sweetheart. Yes. But he's right. It's it's so shit. And I just wish people wouldn't do it. I mean, even sometimes people for Crime Land, my podcast, like they'll write things like, like, which is fine like it's they're generally all positive but they might have a comment about the guest audio or something like that I'm like just message me privately yeah, like you I... don't need to put this up on Apple and the thing is as well and they'll message you we got one other we've gotten majority five star reviews and we've gotten great reviews on both me and Des and Des has gotten one where they said something about him and I've gotten one where they've said something about me and then though they've we've gotten one where they said something about the audio or about a specific episode that they didn't like so they marked the whole thing one star and you're like oh well, hold on you don't realize you're marking the whole podcast you didn't like one and they literally wrote in the thing loved all the other episodes bar this one and you're like, well, you haven't told us which app. And now you've gone and marked the whole podcast and the audio. People message Des sometimes about the audio at the start. But it was like, this is no fucking, we're not getting, we weren't getting paid at the time. This is no I, fucking Yeah, I think people, production. I think, yeah, I think people need to chill the beans. Again, it comes back to, if you have a comment in relation to audio or something like that, I get why you want to message the person privately. But ultimately, it's free content. Like, you know, people are doing their best here yeah we're just trying to make you happy that's the other thing as well it's actually hard to do three or four of these a week when you're in a pandemic as well because you don't have as much to talk about you're not used to chatting to people anymore so it takes even that much a bit more of an effort like even myself I keep struggling just to form sentences so it's like just give us a fucking break there's yeah. a pandemic you motherfucker what do you want from us <laughs> so I just well, like and screaming. you know what it's <laughs> so much better doing the video actually I'm gonna start doing this with my guests because it's actually a million times better yeah it's great because you can see and once me and Des because me and Des did a lot of phone call and I actually found them quite hard I was like stay pre I would always be in my head being like stay present stay present because I'd say I have a bit of ADD anyway because I find it very hard to concentrate and so I really need one-on-one -on -one, whereas the video this video is it really helps me be like oh it's great more in it's touch really with the conversation yeah. yeah 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 it's great it's funny though you know Colm Terrell he'd be a good friend of mine and I told him yesterday and he was like Katie what you have to do is you have to own these bad reviews I always tweet them when I get them and he was like I get them all the yes. time and he's so 
funny like with his I was going to tweet I was going to tweet the one I got on YouTube but the, I, the reason I didn't was just because I people are so nice that then I knew people would message me like don't mind them yeah. and they wouldn't get them it maybe I was just kind of pulling the piss out of it so I was yes. like I'll leave it off but I think I'm going to change my Twitter bio to excruciatingly shit yeah that's so funny and you're so great you're like one of my favorite comics I learned so no it's true I learned so much off you in October Uh, that I took with me over here that I was like oh you know that you're you're just great you're the best so don't well you were a natural you're an absolute natural so it was a pleasure gigging with you yeah well I did I did do a little TikTok video about the review I was drunk last night I probably shouldn't have done it Oh, I'm totally checking that out. Yeah, it didn't do well on my TikTok, but my my only my stand up does well as well. So, um, you know, I try. I find it hard to do the like video where I'm like, I'm just because stand. I need the real audience or I need someone listening to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find it hard to just talk to myself, but it's but everyone's got their medium. So like, stand up is yours. You see, and it's coming back. Stand up is coming back. Oh, are you have the gig started in New York yet? Not in New York, but in different states. I see people posting about it, and Brilliant. obviously, I'm not getting to other states until like I'm hoping that my gigs that were cancelled in Jersey and uh, Pelham will they're like so we'll see. But when hopefully in the next few months, I'll get rebooked for those, and then oh, the club, one of the comedy clubs, is doing like distance open mics for comics that were getting spots there. So that's actually I did that yesterday and they just let in like 10 people and we did it and now it was it was actually quite horrible but it was also quite because I fucking hate I you know I hadn't been to an open mic in years but um t- it was also like okay great to get back up on stage and be it's like this is how your, you hold yeah, a microphone getting in the swing of it again yeah yeah so like obviously you would prefer if there was an audience but there's nothing you can do just a few people spread out is fine for now so it's yeah. just a step closer Oh, hopefully. You'd really miss it, wouldn't you? Yeah. What's it like in Ireland? When do you think the gigs will be back there? Well, I was talking to somebody yesterday, but it's really hard to say because, like, I mean, as a small country, obviously our numbers still aren't great. Like, yeah. you know, they're they're fine, but they're not down to where they need to be and should we basically been on lockdown. So God knows what will happen, I think, when things go back. But we'll see because I know Fred has a few gigs booked in for the end of September and October and they're still booked in. Apparently, they're still going ahead. But like, it's just going to be a lot less numbers. So I don't know how workable that is. Well, Sean Finity just posted that he's doing... I think it's Chicago. I'm not actually, I'm not sure wherever Zany's is. But anyway, he posted that he's doing it and he just said that it's a lot less numbers. He was like, I'll be here, but there's only a few tickets going. So get your tickets now. So I'd say they'll just space people out. It'll be weird. Yeah. It'll be a different experience for sure. Yeah. (sighs) But anyway. But but it'll be fine. And then we'll find a vaccine and it'll all be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that was funny with the architect. I was like, oh, so we're allowed to kiss now. And he was like, yeah, well, I realized that it, a vaccine is very far away. So I didn't want to make you like wait another year. So, yeah. No, I think that'll be a bit extreme. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I think at this point, you know, everyone has done their best. And I think you deserve a kiss and yeah. maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody you comes... do, Katie. And the thing is now Cuomo said you're allowed to hang out with 10 people. So he's in my 10. Well, if Cuomo said, is he the governor guy? Yeah, he said just wear masks and stuff. So obviously, 
with architects i'm not but that's different because we're we've been quarantined the whole time we're not smooching other people yeah imagine he turned out to be like very responsible yeah 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 imagine it all just turned out to be a lie and he was like going around pulling this line with all the quarantine girls Stop. Oh my God. No, you don't need. Look, he's not another Boris. No, he's not. He's not. He's lovely. Even if it didn't work out, we would stay friends. Like, he is genuinely very nice guy and we have so many similar interests there'd be no reason why we wouldn't stay friends he's not like plus as well do you know what's interesting as well just last thing before we go when you meet people in real life and stuff sometimes you can overshare because if you have that quick uh that quick bond that quick like intensity and then you start telling them about your childhood and what's nice i guess about getting to know someone slower is you're like actually they should earn this trust i'll give it about six months before i tell them i don't speak to my mother (laughs) let's let's get them trapped before he worries about that (laughs) but But that's but that's nice too though because i think when you tell people things about yourself you're making yourself vulnerable so not everyone deserves that vulnerability either exactly so there you go um that's we should we should wrap this up i'm gonna turn okay. it off and then i'll say bye to you quickly but of i love course. you Katie, and i love the listeners so love you. and for yeah, the listeners positively you. review us go on to julie j's videos and say she's amazing and go on to this podcast oh and if you want to go on to the shift and kill Klasky, that'd be great <laughs> oh so funny let's do that i need to i need to double check that i've reviewed your podcast i think i reviewed the shift but i'm gonna check i reviewed crime land did you see that yeah i, I love course, it I did. oh guys I go listen to crime land as well crime land it's my baby katie you were great on that episode it was so much fun i loved it oh it's good crack wasn't it okay I'm thanks gonna... so much katie bye, bye guys thanks for listening you guys are the best please rate and review positively ahead uh, thank you so much and have a great week talk to you soon